Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast is Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for Him. And as we talk about today with Dr. Patty Sadala, she's an award-winning Christian author. She's a podcast host of Experience Jesus, and she's all about teaching us how to live our best Christian life. So she's focused on discipleship. And today we're going to talk about trusting God, trusting God. So how's it going, Patty? It's good. It's good. It's so, I'm so happy to get to know you. And thank you so much for this opportunity. You too. I love your podcast. Wow. Oh, thank you. Thank Powerful you. stuff. Um, big messages. I mean, stuff that you really have to seek God out when you're listening. I mean, big stuff. Um, one of the recent podcasts that you released, you're talking about declaring yes and amen. Yes. Mm -hmm. And amen. Saying that out loud. Yes. and Amen. When you receive something from the Lord. Yes. And amen. Um, and I was on my run today and I'm like, yes. And amen saying it. And there was something powerful that was happening in that moment. And I just would love, I mean, we're going to talk about trusting Jesus, but if it's okay, Patty, can we just talk about declaring yes and amen? Yeah. You know, the real cool thing about the Christian life, all, this is something that I've learned, all deliverance, mm -hmm. all healing is nothing more than agreeing with God, aligning yourself perfectly with his will and speaking it out loud. Why do you need to speak it out loud? You have to speak it out loud because the enemy cannot hear you. Right. He's not omniscient. Mm. When you speak in agreement, you know, the Lord, the creator of the universe spoke creation into existence. Mm. When you yes. speak out loud, because we're made in him, his image, right. we create. And when you begin to agree with God at the, at the, um, and, and align yourself with God, then you begin to transform at the cellular level. Right. Body, soul, and spirit. Mm, body, so soul, and spirit. Is body, that soul, and spirit. Right. Okay. okay. Spirit. Okay. So, um, and that's like a whole bunny trail conversation about the gateway of the body, you know, and the gateway of the spirit. Right. The soul right? Who are you listening to? Are you listening to the world and the limitations of the natural world? Or are you in the Holy of Holies, like listening to the Lord and saying, well, what do you say about this? And how can I agree with you? And when right. I say amen, you know, I am, I am stepping into the supernatural spiritual truth of who yeah. God says I am and what he has for me to do in his overall kingdom plan. When you say supernatural, that word, maybe it's a hyphened word. Maybe it's two words. I don't know. It's You're a doctor. Word. Okay. Supernatural. <laughs> okay. It's a big word. Supernatural. And I know whoever's listening to this wants the goodness of God, because like you were talking about in your podcast, and we've had other guests say this before, once you have the goodness of God, it is yeah. like a drug. You want it again yes. and you want to right. experience it again. Yes. And when I hear a word like supernatural, it's mm -hmm. like, I have got to, to have the whiteboard. I got to clean the whiteboard and rewrite how my brain should work this. Like what I'm mm -hmm. seeing in front of me right now, Lord, do the supernatural. 
Like, don't let this just be a drive to pick up my kids from school. Don't let this just be a walk to clear my head. Like, let's clear our heads and fill it up with what you want. But I think when we talk about it, it can be so overwhelming to be like, well, I want to align with God. I, I want to do that. How do I do that? What are your promises to me? And something that you were talking to me about earlier, which I thought was so beautiful is you're like, it's so simple. It is so, so simple. simple. It's so simple, Ricky. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's ridiculously yeah. simple. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, uh, and, and if I may, before oh, yeah. this two, two questions, simple test to prove to you how simple it is. Yeah. Before I do that, um, I'd love to just talk to you about the scriptural backup for what we're yeah. doing. Yes. Go for it. If I might. Okay. So first of all, if we're talking about trusting God, mm-hmm. um, can you in your life, trust someone that you have never seen, heard, or felt before. Well, that's what we're told to do as Christians. Is it? Because the word really shows you how to be able to engage him. Okay. That directly. That's true. I do get feedback. Well, it from does, that. but people miss yeah. that, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it was never his intention for us to, to, um, Try to understand a God that was super distant and we couldn't see or we couldn't hear. So, so actually the purpose of Jesus, one of the purposes for Jesus dying on the cross was to, you know, the curtain ripped from top to bottom in the Holy of Holies. Right. He died because what that symbolizes is you have direct access. Now Mm -hmm. you don't have to learn about him in your head. You can come directly into his presence. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you can see, hear, feel, sense. I mean, you've sensed him on your skin, haven't you? And in yeah. your body. Okay. I know. Yes. There's there... senses. Yes. There's emotional connect. What is his heart? What does his heart feel like? You can connect with all of that. You can see, you can hear. So, and Jesus died for that. Right. He literally died for us to access that. And it's right there. It's available to you. Mm-hmm. So Jeremiah 29, 11, which everybody loves that verse, right? Right. It says for the note, I know the plans and thoughts I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster to give you hope in a future. The beginning of that verse says, for I know the plans and thoughts I have for you. <clears throat> Those are not the plans you have for you. And they're not even the plans you have for him. Right? Right he has for you so oh gosh how do we find out what those plans are right mm. well yeah. the second thing he says is in john five nineteen. he says actually three or four times in in scripture he says therefore jesus answered and said truly truly i say to you the son can do nothing of himself unless it's something he sees the father doing for whatever the father does these things the son also does in like manner what he's saying is Look, I'm, I might be fully God, but right now when I'm on earth, I'm fully human. Okay. Yes. What I'm doing is I'm tuning to the Holy Spirit perfectly. And I'm only doing what I see and hear the Father doing. You know, if you ever noticed in the, in the Bible, Ricky, where it shows you the four times that Jesus healed a blind person. Okay. They were different every time. Mm. Did it the same way twice, right? Okay. Okay. I'm following. He's tuning to the father and he's going, okay, what are you going to do? All right. So, 
So Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us we need to tune to the father. John 5, 19 teaches us that to live that aligned life, we need to do nothing on our own initiative, but only right. what we see and hear the father doing. So he must have given us a way to see and hear that clearly, right? Right. He did. So Habakkuk 2, 1 and 2 says, I will stand on my guard post and station myself on the rampart. And I will keep watch to see what he will speak to me and how I may reply when I'm reproved. Then the Lord answered me and said, record the vision and inscribe it on tablets that the one who reads it may run. And in this verse, it shows these two verses or one verse, it shows you the four steps to connecting with God in a way that we call dialogue journaling. The four steps are there. Okay. Okay. I'm all in like anybody who's listening just said journaling and we're like, okay, what do we need to journal? <laughs> this is it. This is it, man. Okay. Because a lot of people say, well, I've journaled on my life, but that's usually a one directional prayer to God, but not him answering back. What I'm talking about here, Ricky, is him speaking directly back to you, showing you pictures, giving you adventures, you and you and him doing stuff together where you're learning and building a relationship with the person you see here and feel. Yeah. And that's what this verse promises. Okay. So let's look at it. It says, so what is he doing? The first, he starts off with, I'm going to stand on my guard post. So the, the background for this is Habakkuk is like, Hey, what's going on, God, you know, you're seem to be taking us away on, uh, you know, you're, t- you're, you're exiling us. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go to the top of of a a castle, the rampart, and I'm going to look up and I'm going to expect to talk to Jesus, not Jesus, but God. Right. Old Testament. I'm expecting my heart is postured for him and only him. I'm not, I'm not seeking spirits in general. I want to talk to God about this. Right. I will look to see what he will say to me. Yes. But did you catch that it's seeing and saying? That's good. I will look to see see what what he he will say to me. me. So what that reveals is that we all have everybody that was Mm. ever born has eyes and ears of their heart. So he can see and you can see and hear. That makes me think something. Can I uh, interject here? Okay. I'm just going to give you a real life story just, and I'll keep it brief. Um, just for the person listening. Okay. So, the other day I was in quiet time and we were on a family trip and I'm journaling and I'm like, God, where are you in this situation? Mm-hmm. And I'm asking for God in the situation. I'm seeking him in this time. Okay. I'm also reading Matthew and it's talking about ask, seek, knock. Okay. So right. I'm like asking Perfect. and seeking, like it's all happening. And I felt God just to say, look up, just look up. Right. And I didn't look to the left. I didn't look behind me. I didn't look like right overhead. I looked like up and a little bit to the right. I mean, I don't know why it was just random. I mean, to me it was, but God had a plan. So I just look up to the right and there is a rainbow and I'm like, not anywhere else was there a rainbow, not anywhere else in the horizon was there a rainbow, but right there to the right. And in that moment, I felt like this is me personally, people listening might think I'm crazy, but this was a moment with God. And I like, I'm like, God, I see you. But when you say, I will look to see what he will say to me, mm-hmm. I didn't wait to hear what he would say to me. Ah, I just looked and saw the rainbow and right. I was like, God, this is you. Like all of a sudden I'm in my emotions. Like I'm getting teary eyed. 
but I didn't hold on to that moment as like, God, what are you trying to say to me in this moment? I just looked to the Mm. rainbow and was like, you're here. You opened the door. And you, and you felt something though. Right, 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 right. That's part of it. So, um, I'm good. There's a future book that I'll be writing called, um, the fluency of the language of the heart. Okay. And I want people to realize because even in, you know, a lot of times we overemphasize hearing from God. Okay. Keep going. This is good. But the hearing is only part of what he's given to us. He's given us seeing, feeling, and sensing all of that. Right. And so, and he says, seek after it. You know, there are people that get pictures, but they don't ever stop to ask what they mean. Right. People that hear things, but they never see him. Okay. He, he wants all of that for all of us. Right. So it's like, we're supposed to just stretch into, and that's what I do. And, you know, um, in what I'm doing is I'm teaching people how to have a spiritual home base called the special place. Okay. Teach people how to go to their spits, an internal spiritual place where they can go and they know he's going to be there where they can see him and hear him and feel him. Mm. And the way to do that, one of the secrets of doing that effectively is to be in childlike faith. So imagining yourself a child Mm. with that, because why? Children naturally believe they don't have the baggage of adult problems, even though your childlike self your inner child knows your adult problems, right? but will trust God more easily. So what I teach people in the very first podcast uh, trailer episode, I teach people how to have that first special place encounter as their spiritual anchor. And then every, every single episode in my podcast leads them to more encounters with different names of God, depending on the topic I'm talking about. And they start there again, they go back there and their special place expands and gets bigger, but they can always see Jesus there Yeah, and talk to him about anything. That's so, good. so, uh, you know, the, the four keys in this verse are basically this it's quiet yourself down. That's step one, quiet yourself down. Now, when you're learning how to do that, that's very much external. I got to be in a room where it's quiet. I don't, I'm not going to be disturbed. When I was starting to do this, I used to do it in the bathtub because no one's going to bother me there. Right. Right. Okay. And it begins with an external calm, but then it moves through spiritual maturity to an internal calm where you can get to the place where you can tune to Jesus in the middle of a crisis. Right. Right. Tune in and meet him there. And one of my favorite stories about that is, uh, is a guy who, um, was a school teacher and he had, and he, he started getting attacked in the, in the teacher's lounge and to hear the lady yelling at him, tune to the Lord say, Jesus, show me her heart. What's going on with her. What's, what is this all about? And Jesus said, just say this, this is what's going on with her heart. She had a fight with her husband this morning. It's not about you at all. Okay. And he was able to respond with love and completely diffuse the situation. And because he was able to even in a chaotic situation, tune in and ask Jesus something. That's so, so good. The first question is quiet yourself down. So it starts off externally and then it moves to internally. The second is to make sure that you are fixing your eyes on Jesus. That's who you want to talk to. You don't want to talk to, uh, and the reason we pick Jesus out of the, um, the Trinity is because the Holy Spirit, people can see him too much like 
wind or flame or, but even though Jesus, Holy Spirit is a person, it's hard for us to picture that. And then the father, you know, we still picture Jesus as the heavenly father, because we, we don't have a sense of how big that is, you know, and what he looks like. Right. Right. So we fix our eyes on Jesus and we seek to learn something from him. So we're going to tune to him. And it says here in the verse, it says, and how I may reply when I'm reproved. So he said, basically Habakkuk is saying, look, I know I'm the one misunderstanding something. He's going to tell me something that I don't understand now. Mm. And then Jesus did respond to him. See, it says, then the Lord answered me and said, Jesus did, God did respond to him. And then he said, record the vision and inscribe it. That's why we call it dialogue journaling. We want you to record it. Ricky, I have had crazy cool adventures with the Lord that I completely forgot I had. And then the Lord takes me back to a journal that I've written this experience. And I forgot that the Lord showed me David writing a Psalm once Mm. Mm. until I needed to write about it in a book. Like, honestly, I think every person who has had children would want to see that because it's like David was just like complaining to the Lord and he was just getting real, you know? And so to have that, to have that vision of that, what peace of mind you must walk in because it's like, even David was like, Lord. And, and especially David, because he was the man after God's own heart. So what that tells us is that the three-part prayer that the Lord showed me about that vision that I forgot about and then wound up writing about was pour your heart to me honestly. Okay. Just go ahead, puke it out, whatever you need. But then I want you to tune to me and I want you to listen to me. And then I'm going to show you the truth that will calm you down. And so if you notice the Psalms, it'll start off as a rant. Then there's a sila, but then you are my Lord. You are the God. You are going to take care of me. You're going to protect me. He caught up to it. Okay. He caught up to it. Yes. Starts off ranting and then he pauses and he's tuning to the Lord. And then the Lord reveals to him the truth. That's why David was the man after his own heart. And that's what he's asking us to do. Right. right. So, right. um, so yeah. Uh, so that verse is like our foundation. So it's like, okay, well, what we're going to do is we're just going to teach you how to do this for, you know, these four keys, you know, how do I calm myself down? How do I see it? So, um, and then, and then with me, my whole thing is I just want to expand your God vocabulary of his language The Lord does not live in your head. He lives in your heart. So you cannot draw near to him by intellectually trying to understand the word. He wrote the word. Okay. He wrote it. So if you want anyone to interpret it, it's going to be him. Yes. And amen. (laughs) Yes. And amen. So you want to understand it clearly and you want to understand it. How does it apply to my life today and the crisis I'm in personally? let him do that. So what I teach is major adventure stuff, Ricky, how to jump into a Bible story and, and have the Lord explain it to you. Okay. Um, how to, um, how to have him give you, I ask for metaphors all the time. You know, he'll say, okay, well, what's Lord help me understand the anointing. And he showed me 
electricity and said, well, anything that's unplugged, you know, uh, if, if the toaster's unplugged um, from the electrical current, it's a paperweight. Right. Can't do anything for me unless you're continually plugged into me. Mm. So um, that's powerful. Talks to me about how he talks to me about partnership and how what he doesn't seek, he doesn't want people to do things for him. He mm. wants people to do things with him. Yeah. Yeah. And when you just said, Jesus told me and yeah. that he's showing you these things yeah. um, and correct me if I'm wrong. Cause I know you're like, you understand this. Like God has given you clarity on this. I have recently just learned when mm-hmm. God nudges me, I have recently just learned that because so many times in conversations and even on this podcast, I would, cause I was, I'm learning every day. I mean, Jeez Louise, I'm not perfect. Like you can ask anybody in my family how screwed up I am. But um, Jesus told me when you say that, mm-hmm. I am just learning about his nudges mm-hmm. and and when they're good and then to act on them and just mm-hmm. to follow his will. And right. so for whoever's listening to this and you're like, I don't know if Jesus is telling me this or it's just like my thoughts. I just want to encourage you to keep seeking Jesus in this time because he's going to show you like, um, you know, from the show frozen where it's like, show yourself. Right. <laughs> I know that's like well, a terrible analogy, but it's like, I know you can, bring I, I use cartoon movies all the time. Right. <laughs> Lord is always speaking to me through that stuff. Yeah. But just to, to your point, Ricky, um, I can, I can help people right now understand whose voice it is. You can. Yes, I can. Let's go. Let's, yeah. Let's, this is how you know. This okay. is how you know whose voice it is. Okay. Um, first of all, if you're asking for God's voice, the, the word says, I will not give you a stone or a serpent if you're asking for food. Okay. okay. Right. So, so seeking Jesus, that's why it's one of the important four keys. Okay. But generally speaking, generally speaking, God's voice sounds like his names, his character, his promises from the word. That's what it sounds like. It's going to be encouraging, edifying. It's, there's a difference between condemnation and conviction. It's going to be convicting, not condemning. Here's the difference. Yeah. The difference is that conviction is specific to your life. And at the end of the conviction, you feel like a better person. Yes. There okay. are no generation, yeah. right? It's general. It's accusatory. Okay. So now God's or the enemy's voice is going to bring you down. It's this, it's consistent with his names and character. It's lying. It's cheating. He's a thief. Uh, he's going to try to make you feel bad, bring you down. And most importantly, he's going to try to stop you from your kingdom destiny. That's right. He can't stop you from salvation. He will stop you from destiny. So yeah. he's going to tell you, you can't do that. That's too big for you. You can't do that idea. No, no, no. You're not good enough. You're not qualified. You're too unworthy. That's his voice. And when you hear that in your spirit, and just because it's in your head, you think it's you. It's not you. Right. That's the enemy. And you need to catch that stuff right away. And even the good stuff that's really God, sometimes we take credit for that and we rob him of of his glory. And then what does your voice sound like? Your voice is analytical and logical because again, that's your head. Right. 
doesn't live in the in the head he lives in the heart and even the enemy tries to penetrate at the heart and soul level right because if you can damage and rip your soul you know he's 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 happy oh and, and it's so frustrating too because he's sneaky like he will really? get in yeah. ways where you're like no 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 that wasn't a door for you and you just took it and now i'm mad <laughs> why did you do that um i wanted to bring more clarity to what you were talking about with the enemy. So Louis Giglio had an interview on the, that sounds fun podcast with Annie F downs. Have you listened to that show? Yeah, I have. I, have I love it. Yeah. I'm such a fan. Um, Louis Giglio was on and he was talking about his new book, talking about a seat at the table. And he was like, you know, if you have things coming into your life, like if you have thoughts coming in and if the root of that is fear, Right. Then you, in the name of Jesus, you have to declare that God removed that in the name of Jesus. And he's like, I love Louis Giglio. Do not give the enemy a seat at the table. And in the name of Jesus, Mm -hmm. declare that that thought go away. Take every thought captive, like God's word says, but like, exactly. And he describes it as letting the enemy have a seat at the table, which is such a beautiful picture because that is what we are doing. We're letting it dwell with us. And he's like, in the name of Jesus, no, get out of here, you know, like leave. So, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but what a beautiful picture of how we let fear have a seat at our table. And in the name of Jesus, we want get up and go get out of here. You know, well, here's a metaphor that the Lord gave me. That's a hundred percent in line with that. Mm-hmm. Your promised land, new, new covenant people, your promised land is your kingdom impact. Yeah. That's your promised land. That's good. And what the Lord revealed to me is that when you allow the enemy to take territory of your soul, right? that's territory that belongs to, to the, your kingdom destiny that you are handing over to him. Mm-hmm. And you know, like you said about taking the, every thought captive, the quicker you identify and catch that it's the enemy because oh c.s lewis is like brilliant about uh, I, I don't know if you've ever i've ever seen the screw tape letters but no i, I haven't he wrote this thing in the 1940s screw tape letters i'll just tell you what it is the screw tape letters it's a teaching of spiritual warfare in reverse okay, okay. So screw okay. tape is a demon and he is training wormwood on how to keep a Christian off their kingdom impact. Okay, that's heavy. Yeah. So anyway, it's 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 really really cool. The quicker you uh, are able to catch that mm-hmm. and recognize right away that's not that's not me. That's the enemy. Mm-hmm. Take it captive by saying, "Oh, uh, I rebuke that thought in Jesus' name." Out loud. Yeah. You have to speak out loud when you're rebuking the enemy. Yes. And amen. You know, and I've written an entire book on how to encounter the healing of God. Um, It's one of my experience, Jesus books, and each of the books have a name of God. Right. And so for the healing book, you know, uh, the great physician does physical, the comforter does emotional healing and the mighty counselor is mental health. And uh, the deliverer is um, for spiritual healing. And then the miracle worker. So, so, and and if you're, if you really are, you know, the miracle worker, I've already done a chapter on that where the Lord actually revealed what moves him to move it. Mm. 
And what moves him to move in the miraculous? He gave me 14 things. And I shared that in that podcast. And the bottom line is, if, if I were to, to, to pull it all down, it's to understand who he is, who you are, and the authority that you have. Wow. Right? The authority that you have. Step in to the Holy of Holies and realize that you have the supernatural power to do miraculous things on a daily basis. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is inside of us as Christians, the power of God, the power of God. And and unfortunately, most denominations are more uh, father, son, and Holy scriptures and not father, son, and Holy spirit. Mm. And so what they, they leave out the power. Yeah. Right. So um, if you leave out the power, you're going to live now. um, This is a, a whole other thing, but inside the Holy of Holies, there, the only piece of furniture in that room was the Ark of the Covenant. And inside the Ark, there were three items that are true for us as New Covenant believers to remember. Okay. This the is so good. Is, the, the first was the, um, the, um, the budding sta- Aaron's budding staff. Right. And that represented uh, from the story of Aaron that we have the authority to be in that room. Yeah. We have the authority. So don't forget your power. Don't forget your authority. You are a son or daughter of the king of kings who owns a thousand, you know, cattle on a thousand hills. Okay. Yeah. And just to add to that, the scripture about your rod and your staff, they comfort Mm -hmm. me. So like bringing it back to Jesus, God's rod, God's staff, they comfort me. So continuing on, but I just wanted to add that about Aaron's budding staff. So like, it all goes back to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it absolutely does. And then the second thing in there was the uh, jar of manna. Now the jar of manna was supernatural provision. Okay. So when we pray for God to provide, why do we pray these limited natural prayers when in that room, we have the authority to pray supernaturally. Yeah. I don't want to just be in remission for my cancer. The Lord didn't come for you to be in remission. He came to heal you and set you completely free from that bondage. Yeah. Right. And right. so we need to pray bigger and we need to realize that we have the authority to pray bigger and we, and we, and he wants us to pray. He delights when we realize how big we can pray mm-hmm. and to pray bigger. And then the third thing in that room was the Ten Commandments. And what happened in the Old Testament is they're like, wow, you know, we just, the reason the Ten Commandments were given was to show you that you can't meet it yourself. And then they added 680 more laws on top of it and made it an impossible task. Right. Bottom line is that Jesus completely and perfectly fulfilled that law. If you tune to him really, really carefully, the Holy Spirit's conscience keeps you on track Mm. so you do not need to strive your way through this life um another thing the lord's really talked to me a lot about was the difference between striving and resting the the real high fruit bearing christian is a rester they are not a striver why because we're not supposed to do for god we're supposed to be for god and when we be for god yeah we, this, the doing is a side effect. He said mm. it's effect, but we focus on the doing 
When what he's really saying is, look, if you just be with me, I'll take care of the rest. I'll open the doors. I'll give you the skills. Yeah, that's powerful. The opportunities. You just open that door. You know, you just be with me. So a lot of what I do um, in these encountering experience Jesus encounters, and they're in my books, right? All, all of my books include media, which means I've got a lot of lyric videos. I've got guided imageries. Right. I've got film clips that are metaphors for, you know, biblical truths I'm trying to teach. They're all media driven because why? Because the language of the heart, it's pictures, it's stories, it's emotions, right? Right. And so songs can move us. Movie clips, you know, if a picture can uh, say a thousand words, then a film, a three minute film clip can do 10,000 words. Right. Well, and the Bible says faith comes from hearing the word of God. You know what right. I mean? So like, let's not, let's not talk. Let's not, not talk about it. That right, 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 right. Oh my so, goodness. Well, something yeah. that you just gave me clarity on was mm-hmm. in doing, because I like in this moment, God has used this conversation. I think I have let to-do list have a seat at my table. Does that make sense? Like, and when I think about the to-do list, the root of it is fear of not getting it done for getting Mm. that result. And so in the name of Jesus, remove the to-do list of accomplishment Mm. in Jesus. Well, actually what's really cool is when you have learned the lesson of allowing the Lord to order your day, this Mm. is, key for me. And I I write about it in the encountering the direction of God book. That's not even going to be out until next year, but, um, but the, the order, the order, my day secret is huge, Ricky. And so basically what it is, you start your day and praise and worship. You have some sort of holy habit where you're tuning to God and you're spending time with God. And then you say to him, what's on my list. Yeah. When you do only what's on his list and he knows what you got going on. I mean, he, you know what I mean? It's like he, yeah. he your life, he knows what you got to do. Yeah. Um, then it's anointed. Anything you do that's not on his list is not anointed. I don't know, yeah. about, but I only want to do anointed things. Yeah, and I do too. I do too. I can wear a lot of hats and get a lot of stuff done because if I'm really only, so I went through a season where I had like 11 students, each time I grade a student, it's like, I don't know, three to five hours just for half a class of work. They send it to me half a class of work. And I was like at the season where I had like 11 students and I was getting really overwhelmed. And, and he said, how many students do you have today, Patty? And I said, one, he goes, that's the only one I want you to care about. Stop it. You're mm-hmm. your mental energy, worrying about all that other stuff. That's powerful. Everybody will get their grades. Yeah. Have them today. And so, you know, don't be distracted by the stuff that's not on your list. I want you to focus on what's up because that's where I am. I'm, I'm with this part of, I, I'm over here. You want to be with me or you want to be way off by yourself getting overwhelmed? Yeah. The question you asked in the beginning of this conversation is the world or the word, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I'm actually reading a book right now and it's called say goodbye to survival mode. And the, mm. you know, the bottom line is nine simple strategies to stress less, sleep more and restore your passion for life by crystal mm. Payne. Mm-hmm. And she, I mean, she's just talking about doing things that really matter and getting rid of waste, like things that take up your time. 
And I just want to share this from her book. It's not Christian. Like it's not a, I mean, I think she has Christian principles, but I'm not about to read scripture. So she said, I recently read the book leading on empty by Wayne Cordario. The author suggests writing a list of activities and commitments that currently seem to run your life and then determining whether they rejuvenate and energize you or drain and exhaust you. I found it helpful to consider all my activities in this light. Take some time out of your day to try this. Okay, so my question to you is, she's challenging us to write down a list of activities and commitments that currently seem to run your life and then Mm -hmm. determine whether they rejuvenate or energize or drain or exhaust you. So my Mm -hmm. question to you is, is even writing down the list define, not define God, but like, do we need to go to God first and say, Lord, ordain my schedule, make my schedule and then start writing. Can you bring any clarity to this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, you said it, you sort of said it already yourself. You begin with him. Okay. Wherever you begin is where you wind up. Mm. So if you begin apart from him, you're going to wind up apart from him. You know, I have, a, I have in my How to Live a Worry-Free Life book, I have this diagram of, you know, a starting place where you receive information with your, with your eyes and your ears, and then you decide what that's going to mean. Mm-hmm. And you begin to allow the emotions to kick in about what that means. And then you take an action, okay? Okay. Now, you begin with yourself. Let's say that you had a scary doctor's appointment. Okay. And the doctor says, I'm so sorry, you know, this is what you've got. And it's, and it's a bleak outcome for you. And, and so you receive that information and then you begin to ponder that and you start to, to think about, oh gosh, it's, it's a horrible thing. It's negative. You know, I'm going to get sick. I, I'm starting to picture myself, picture myself, right. Without, the, you know, kids and, you know, horrible, horrible things. And it r- rouses you emotionally. Okay. Now. What you could always do is just choose to start with God and say, okay, that's bad news. Lord, you know, let's be, let's be David for a second. Let's go. That's bad news, but show me what you have to say about it. Amen. I want to heal you miraculously. So you'll have a testimony. Let's just, you ready to do this? Let's do this. Right. Wow. So you, it's always about starting with him. So, you know, if I were going to sit down, like if I felt like I, I had some time sucking things that I, w- I would sit down with the Lord and I would just go, wow, Lord. I mean, what are the things that I'm doing that are completely a waste of my time? What do you want me to let go of? Yeah. And I would just ask the question he would tell and he would tell me, right. He would just, he would. And, and the thing with, with me, one of the reasons I've, I've created these little journal companions is that um, people ask me questions. They should be asking Jesus. Okay. If you, if you could ask me a question, then you can ask him a question. He's a person, right? And so people will go, oh, wow, I got to Google that thing. I got to learn that thing. Or you could just go, hey, God, you know, you know, everything, right? You're omniscient, you know, right. <laughs> where do, or even where do you want me to start looking for that thing? I mean, there's something so efficient about being tuned to the Lord. It's hard for me to describe other than to just say, try it and you'll see. Mm. taste taste and see that the lord you know i mean he is 
the omnibenevolent. Every every choice he's ever going to make is love based, right? He's omnipresent. He's always there. He knows where. He, there's nothing in your life he hasn't seen. He hasn't been with you for. He's omniscient. He knows everything. He's um, He's got all. He's um, omnipotent. He's all powerful. Why would you trust in anybody but him? Right. Right. So start there. Right. And yeah. When you start there, you wind up in a completely different place. Yeah. Where you start, start with him and end with him was your challenge. Start with yeah. him and end with him. So whoever's listening, if you're about to start something new, whatever that is, it could be small or big, like in the name of Jesus, Dr. Patty and I just want to pray for you right now. Like yes. Lord, like let's all together. Now we're starting with you, whatever mm-hmm. this situation is coming up, whatever this, um, I don't know, declaration, whatever this announcement, whatever this new mm-hmm. chapter is for this listener, Lord, mm-hmm. we are starting with you declaring today. The enemy does not have a seat at our table in the name right. of Jesus. We start with you and mm-hmm. our focus is on heaven. Our focus mm-hmm. is on heaven yes. in the name of Jesus. Our heart is on you. So that is powerful. Mm-hmm. There is one story I would be very mad at myself if I did not ask you to share your mm-hmm. story with Lyme's disease. Uh, okay. If you don't mind, I know, you know, for people who are listening and you could correct me if I'm wrong, so I'm not very familiar with this disease, but I know Avril Lavigne had it. And I think Justin mm-hmm. Bieber has it. I don't know if he's yeah. healed from that, um, but Avril Lavigne has a Christian song out. She also has other songs that are not Christian. So I'm not mm-hmm. promoting Avril right. Lavigne like whatever. I mean, if you just see her album, you'll be like, okay, that song is not for Jesus, but she does have one song that's Christian and it'll make you cry. Um, Justin Bieber has been singing with, you know, different churches and stuff recently talking. I love how the Lord is grabbing people that already have platforms like that, 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 you know, and, and moving them, um, to, to be bold, to, to do songs like that. Right. Well, and it's front and I don't, I could be wrong, but this Lyme disease, Lyme's disease, however you Mm -hmm. pronounce it, it mm-hmm. seems like it's, I don't want to say it's the reason it could be something that's making them turn to Christ. So I just would like for you well, to tell any, any illness can do that to you. Any, any scary, uh, you know, any, any scary thing. So, so Lyme disease is a spirochete, which means that it, it literally is a bacteria that drills into every bone, every joint and every muscle in your body. Okay. And it can uh, decide to attack somewhere. Uh, and it's, it's hard to detect because after six weeks, uh, you can't, it'll test that you don't have it. It die, it buries itself. So it drills in and then hides. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it can manifest like people could start getting memory issues. People can start getting joint muscle issues. And so, and doctors tend to just like, look at those, those things and try to fix the symptoms and never really catch that this is a systematic thing. And it's going to eventually affect every single thing in your body. Wow. Right. So it's a pretty serious thing. Um, there was a prophetic message given. Okay. That, that I will share as a highlight of my healing story. I was on the staff of the, of the Cleveland house of prayer back when this happened, which was like, Oh, 11, I think 2011. Um, when I, I had gotten Lyme's disease in 2008 and didn't figure it out until 2011. And, um, Anyway, so we were praying for a guy who had chronic pain and, uh, and he was 26 years old and he was on end of life morphine. Mm. Uh, and it was young family, two kids at the time. Um, mm. and there, and he was just like 
in, in a lot, a lot of pain. And they came to the house of prayer for prayer. And, um, and one of my dear, dear friends said, I have a prophetic message for Tim. And it's this, he is wearing his illness, like a heavy overcoat. And what he needs to do is realize it's not a heavy, it doesn't define him. It's not his identity. Even though he's had this illness for 17 years, it, it's not his identity. Your illness is not your identity. Once you understand that your illness is not going to define your limitations. You do not, you don't agree with that. That's mm-hmm. like, don't agree with it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And he, um, and, uh, you know, and, and so what the truth is, is that it's just a light capelet on his shoulders and I need him to straighten up his shoulders. I need him to look at me forward. I need him to walk toward me and the capelet will fall right off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, that's a cool you know, and I'm in the middle of having limes at the same time, right? So I share the message with him. He doesn't grab it right away. He does get healed because the Lord gave him dreams that we prayed for. And that's a completely, that's a longer story. But I'm going, wow, that's a pretty cool message for anybody that's thinking that their, their uh, you know, illness is their identity. Their illness, right? yeah. So I said, wow, I wonder who else that's for. And then when you have limes, when the bugs die, there's a, a feeling in your body called herxing, which is a toxin that's released from the bugs dying. Right. Okay. And, you know, so you go into treatment, take antibiotics, whatever, and you'll have a season of herxing and then you, you know, keep moving on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and it's like, oh, wow, God, that's kind of an interesting word. I think that would be good for pre, you know, who else is that good for? And then I get this like flush of herxing. I'm like, oh, okay, you want to heal me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's me. And uh, and so my healing story was like, once I realized, you know, I got the great position in the shower story, right? And then I got that prophetic message. I purpose in my spirit. So what does that term mean? To purpose in your spirit is to put action behind your faith. To put action behind your faith. So I purpose in my spirit to say, this is the day of my healing. Today is going to be the day of my healing. And I praise and worshiped and worshiped and praise and all that, you know, and then, uh, and then the Lord, uh, I had, and it's, it's written in my book at the same time, every, uh, hour on the hour, I was getting this feeling a bit like, um, uh, getting beamed up on star Trek, right. The static okay. electricity feeling in sections of my body. That was the bugs dying. Right. Mm-hmm. Like this going on and then there was this like this wiping feeling like swipe 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 one body part at a time wow four hours every hour on the hour and i'm like okay well what time was that because that's significant wow always the exact was like 10 46 something i can't remember but it's in my book and then i'm like hey that's got to be a verse and i found the verse that just said for the world, it is impossible, but for God, nothing is impossible. Amen. You're really? seeking. First. Yeah, right? nothing is impossible. And I think for whoever is listening to this, when you are seeking the Lord wholeheartedly, when you are seeking him, He, you will find him. He will show himself to you. He will show himself to you. You have to trust him. And by you saying that, I just know somebody listening was like, no way. No way, but that's how God works. We're impossible. Like Christine Kane says, we're impossible starts. That's where God picks up. He's like, I got you, you know, yeah. I think it's so important for people who are listening to this to understand is that 
Patty, you were seeking God and you were Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to find you. I am seeking you, Lord. And so I just needed to say that because your faith. And it's like a purposing in your spirit to agree. I mean, that's, that's basically what that is, is a release of the gift of faith. Mm. We have an episode about the the gift of faith is, is actually a supernatural infusion of faith for what's needed in that moment. Yeah. Right. That's what the gift of faith is. It's one of the nine manifestation gifts of the Holy Spirit. So anyway, but when you agree, when you go, oh, wait, no, 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 no. And, and, you know, I was inspired by Angus Buchan, who was like only three months into salvation. And he was just like, you know, uh, I'm going to pray this person back to life because the Lord says I have authority to do that. Right. You know, I mean, it's like, that's the kind of stuff we can live in supernatural miracles, signs, wonders, and miracles every single day when we catch up to our identity in Christ. Yeah. And the Lord has, that was just, my Lyme's thing was the first of nine miraculous healings. Mm. Had nine miraculous healings um, in my body. And I have literally lost count, Ricky, of all the times that the Lord has privileged me to see him heal miraculously while I was praying. You when know, you, when I lost you, track of it. Well, when you said, when we catch up to our identity in Christ. Yeah. That was powerful. When we catch up to our identity, when we catch up to our identity in Christ, yeah. can you explain that a little we bit? Call that the Christ identity, um, uh, and actually, one of my podcasts really shows what that's all about. Um, I think it's the one that was released today, wasn't it? Did you see the little powerpoints on? Uh, yes, the powerpoints is in the version, one God today. version. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, the you, the you paradigm versus God paradigm. Yeah. So your Christ identity is the um, ideal version of yourself that the Father sees you as already. So uh, when Jesus died on the cross, he gained us access. Uh, the Father now looks at us through the perfection of Jesus. Okay. So he sees Jesus covering us and he can look at us and we can draw near to him now because of what Jesus did. People in the Old Testament couldn't do that we can, we don't want to take that for granted. Right. Okay. So, and when we started with the Jeremiah 29, 11, that's the ideal destiny that God has for you. When you figure out your Christ identity. Yes. And there's a chapter I wrote about the bridegroom and the, and I haven't done a podcast on this yet, but the bridegroom chapter of um, encountering the love of God dives into the song of solomon and it shows you that that there is a maturity there there is a uh a a maturity where you're you're moving along at the beginning of christian life it's all about what can god do for me Mm. and then things get challenging and he starts to give you give you uh tests basically will you choose me or will you choose fear yeah Will you uh, believe that this, this plan that I have for you is for you, or are you going to get in your own way and say, oh, I could never do that? Well, you're right. You could never do that. But the Christ, you could do that. And that's the whole plan. That's the oh. whole idea. So <laughs> this is like so powerful. And for whoever is listening to this right now, like, like, let's wake up. Like, I'm, I'm listening to this too. I'm calling the kettle black. Like, let's wake up. Patty, you are 
bringing something so powerful right now. So I'm just praying that we have a learning spirit. So keep going. But I just needed to like interject and be like, whoever's (laughs) listening to this, if you're washing the dishes right now, like let's scrub those dishes a little bit harder and lean in. We're going to lean in. Okay. (laughs) So here we go. Keep going. (laughs) So, So what happens is that, you know, there's, there are a couple tests that the Lord will put you through. Mm. The tests are comfort zone ch- challenges. Are you willing to go outside your comfort zone and trust me? Are you willing to trust me with your healing? Are you l- willing to trust me with this big calling? And by the way, if it's, if it's not too big for you, it's not from God, because if you could do it in your own strength, you wouldn't even rely on him to do Amen. it. Right? That's yes, everything he gives us is too big for us. Right. Right. What happens is you need to, and in the song of Solomon, the Shulamite and everybody does this. He says, come skip the mountains with me. And she says, no, because we all do. Mm -hmm. Right. And what does he, what does the skipping the mountains mean? I need you to be the head and not the tail. I need you to have a platform of influence. I need you. I I have an, uh, an, a group of people that I need you to, to serve or lead to Christ or whatever. I have, I have, um, fruit for you to bear and it's on the mountains mm-hmm. willing to trust me yeah. and go to the mountains. And we all say, no, we all start off saying no, but then when the discomfort of saying no, it's like, Oh, I don't feel his presence as much. I'm not getting whatever. When, when we choose, and a lot of people don't Ricky, like they just stay back. They stay yeah. stuck and they just don't. Right. But if you are an overcomer, and the word says that the bride is the overcomers. Not all of us that get in heaven are going to be the bride. Mm. We have to be overcomers to be the bride. Okay. You're in heaven, but you're not going to be reigning and ruling with Jesus if you're not an overcomer. Mm. You've got to learn how to, and they are the ones that pass the comfort zone tests. And they go, yes, amen. Yes, amen. Yes, and amen. Yes. Amen. I'm willing to do this. I'm going to trust you, God. I'm it's all in. And that's why in the, um, the, the, there's an episode I do called, um, um, you know, the, the, uh, miraculous, I think it's that, no, it could be the high fruit bearing. I think it might be today's. I don't remember though. No, one of them. I can't remember what I do is I, is the Lord actually tells you what he wants you to do, what, who he wants you to be, who, who moves him to give increased anointing to who moves him to advance and you have to do your part. It's partnership. And okay. that's what we learned from the song of Solomon. It's a partnership when you learn. So what she does, she starts off going, Oh, great. God, what can you do for me? You know? Oh, that's awesome. He's so good to me. I love what he does for me. And then cross the, you cross over the threshold. That's when you become a bride. You crash over the structure. It's not about, it's not about what he can do for me anymore. He's so worthy. It's about him. Mm-hmm. And, that's a, that's a great place to be. Um, and when you get there, then he can go, okay, now I can use you for some real fruit bearing. Mm. Yeah. Really use you because yeah. you're a partner now. You're my partner. Yeah. You shared today, you know, you, you shared in your podcast, I'm the, I mean, it's a scripture, but I'm the vine. You're the branches. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches and we can produce good fruit. And if, you know, Lord willing, 
but we have to choose, you know, to walk in his will and align with his ways and align with God's will. Like you were talking about earlier. Um, Yeah. So we, I have just really enjoyed this chat, but you know, I've, I've got to ask you what Bible verse is helping you in this season. So if you don't mind diving in with that, our last question. Yeah, well, the, the Bible verse that it, that is my, my life verse I've mentioned already, but it's John five nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore Jesus answered truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself unless it's something he sees the father doing for whatever the father does, these things, the son does in like manner. The reason that's my verse is that if I stay tuned to God, seeing and hearing everything that he wants and has for me, then I have postured my heart properly to be the Christ identity that he has for me to be. And so it is, it is not only my personal life verse, but it's what I am all about. My discipleship is all about teaching people how to do that. How do you live that mm. did it perfectly? And we're supposed to be like him. Yeah. He did it perfectly. And we are supposed to be like him. So if he's connected to the vine, just to live the 33 years that he lived on this earth, then we need to learn. We need to live connected to the vine. So that's my verse. That's perfect. The son can do nothing of himself. Like Jesus Christ (laughs) can do nothing of himself. Mm -hmm. Wow. That is some clarity right there can do not like, because we say it in the podcast and a friend of mine, we were talking about this. I mean, this was months ago, but talking about, I am nothing without Jesus. No, I am Mm -hmm. something. Well, you are, but Mm -hmm. when you, this is talking about the direction. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. The son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the father doing. That's right. Whatever the father does, these things, the son also does in the same way. See, what people don't realize is that when Jesus was a man, he was a hundred percent man. Yeah. He didn't, he, because the word says he laid aside his deity Yeah. to become a man. Okay. So people go, yeah, well, Jesus did that. Or, oh, even Patty did that. You know, that's cool. Patty learns how to hear and see from God, but I could never do that. That's just a lie from the pit because he yeah. doesn't to be able to oh i never did our two-part test go for it it's all good it's There's all the good two-part test okay if you pass this test ricky you can have the same kind of adventures i do okay here we go right you ready to go i'm ready i want you to close your eyes okay i want you to picture your kitchen i want you to see it i want you to turn in a circle and i want you to look at your in the in your the the, the thing in your can you see your kitchen yes you see the sink yes stove Yes. Fridge. Yes. Okay. You just use the eyes of your heart. Congratulations. Oh. That's all you need. If you can do that, you can see, you can see Jesus. Okay. Now be as clearly as you did when you, when your eyes are open or is it just impressions on your mind? Um, I mean, honestly, there is so much stuff on my desk. I couldn't even begin I mean, I can think about it, but like the fridge is where the stove is and like, it's all mixed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's impressions though, right? It's like, oh, it's not like real because a lot of times people go, oh, well, I didn't see that clearly. Mm -hmm. We have to see clearly it's impressions. Yeah. Meditate. Stuff is impressions and then it gets clearer, right? The more you do it, the better you get at it. Okay. Now we're going to do the second one. Yeah. I want you to 
close your eyes and I want you to sing happy birthday in your mind. Can you hear it? Yes. That would be yours of your heart. That's good. Isn't it stupid easy? It is. It's stupid easy. And so like, (laughs) Lord, break down the walls of competitiveness, break down the walls of words we don't understand and Lord show us your glory. Right. Show us your glory. Like Lord, you establish peace for us. All that we have accomplished you've done for us. Isaiah 26, 12, like keep it simple for us, Lord, and let us grow from a firm foundation in you. Yes. Like, um, okay. Is there anything else you want to share? Cause we definitely want to connect with you. Okay. Well, I would like for people to check out my podcast. It's just yes. Patty EJ dot podbean.com. Right. Uh, Patty for, and the EJ is for experience. Jesus, Patty EJ dot podbean.com. Check that out. Um, and really, if you check that out, you'll find the rest of me, right? The rest of my, my links and stuff are there. So, um, and I so, so, so appreciate the time you've given me Ricky. And I know it's a lot more time than you normally. This is perfect. I mean, (laughs) like, I don't know. And if we're, whoever's listening, this is like extra stuff, but, um, when you reached out and you email and you're like, I want to come on your podcast, I think would be a good fit. I felt God, like, yes, like just say yes, just say yes, just say yes. And you know, other people ask and it's like, "Eh, I don't know, but like Mm -hmm. God was just like opening the door, like just say yes. And I didn't Mm -hmm. know what that would mean in that, but what I have received from this is immeasurably more than I could ever hope or imagine. And so what you have shared today is a gift from God. And thank you for your time. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I do listen to your podcast on iTunes. I know a lot of people listen on Podbean because that's a super popular place to listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also listen to your podcast on iTunes. So Mm -hmm. if you are an iPhone user, you know, then, then you have to search experience Jesus with Dr. Patty Sadala because mm-hmm. on iTunes, there are probably four or five experience Jesus podcasts. There is, but, and you'll see her picture. Oh. I heard a cute yeah. picture with her brown hair and little glasses. <laughs> so cute. Uh, thank you. So, for your yeah. Yes. Thank you. God bless. God bless you too. Um, thank you for teaching us how to trust in God and just so many practical things to, to seek him. And so at the end of every podcast, we always pray, Lord, decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy, Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy, Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy, Haiti, and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys, and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet 
at laureloakin.com or Facebook and Instagram, laureloakin. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs>